It's the who do you think you are question. Because I have videos refuting the teaching. I should say analyzing. It's not like I refute everything these people say or do, but challenging the teaching of guys like Bill Johnson. Paul refers to his thorn in the flesh, which has been interpreted by many as disease allowed or brought on by God. That's a different gospel. Or Todd White, in, in, in his case, Miracles, the, the, the YouTube miracle videos that, they, that he's posted. Now watch, okay? It's not a trick. You'll feel your leg grow out. In Jesus' name, left leg grow. Come out now. You feel coming? That's good. Are you okay? We see the toe going up, the heel coming out. That accounts for that. We see this foot being swung in and upward and pivoted. This is not growth. You can see the line on the in the background that kind of helps reveal what's going on here. That's not what he said it was. Um, or Brian Zond, who I think has a very dangerous and bad theology. Listen to how Brian decides what he's going to believe about the Old Testament, which passages he'll reject and what he'll accept. Listen carefully to what he says here, because it turns out that Brian Zond's Jesus is actually Brian Zond. Well, it's, it's all because of Jesus. So I never go wandering around in the Old Testament without Jesus. So at any given moment, I can pause and I can say, Jesus, what do you think of that? And Jesus can say to me, Brian, what do you think of that? Well, it seems to me, Jesus, that in the light of what you taught us, that we have to rethink this passage. And I think Jesus says, Amen. He says to Jesus, what do you think? Jesus says to him, what do you think? And that, I think, is exactly what happens, right? He just talks to himself and decides, I, no, I, no, I don't accept that. And he's become his own filter. And um, Brian Simmons, who has, you know, the author of the Passion Translation, who probably thinks I'm persecuting him, <laughs> which really that's... That's not what's happening. Did God really grow Brian's brain? He came again. It was in a dream. He came and touched my forehead right here, right here, and said, I'm increasing your capacity to know me. And then I woke up. We ended up with the top brain mapping person in the world. I asked her, if God touched you right here at hairline, right there, what, what would that do to your brain? And she said, no, you don't understand. It would enlarge the capacity. Did God really give him secrets of Hebrew and Greek that no other translation has had before? The Spirit of the Lord came upon me. I told you I had a visitation from the one I love. He walked through my wall and breathed on me and released me to do this translation project. And he breathed on me and he promised me that that he would give me help and give me secrets of the Hebrew language, secrets of the Bible. Secrets that only come from above. I discovered and uncovered so many mysteries and glory realms. And uh, that was the beginning of the Passion Translation Project. Or is something seriously wrong with what's going on with the Passion Translation of the Bible? But the question I get is, Mike, who do you think you are? You know, Matthew 18, it says that you, you have to go to the individual Christian. You can't, you can't just do a video refuting public teachings, you have to go to them. So Mike, did you go to Bill Johnson? Did you go to Brian Simmons? Did you go to Todd White? Did you go to these guys? And <clears throat> in some cases I did actually try to reach out to them um, and even have conversations, but it's irrelevant. It doesn't matter if I did or not, because that is a complete abuse of Matthew 18. Matthew 18 is being used all over the internet to keep Christians from using real and normal discernment. 
in dealing with and handling issues that come up in, in being able to evaluate, accept, or even reject some of the teachings of people that they find online. And so we're going to look at Matthew 18 and we're going to see where Jesus actually talks about this. And I'll just briefly show you how this doesn't apply. And then I'll talk about the touch, touch not the Lord's anointed. <coughs> Pardon me. That verse. Stop. Just stop. All right. If I was trying to stab Bill Johnson, <laughs> then, then you'd be right. <laughs> and for not just because he's anointed, but because it would be wrong. Uh, at any rate, Matthew 8. 1815, Jesus says, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you, that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. Okay, that's when it becomes public. After those first two steps. Then it becomes public. If he refuses to listen to even the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector, which is effectively excommunication. You're, you're saying, we still love you, we care about you, but you're not part of our fellowship because you will not receive correction on these important areas. But this has no application to me evaluating a video from Todd White on whether or not these miracles are legitimate, which I'm always hopeful that they are. <clears throat> um, it has nothing to do with me evaluating Bill Johnson's teachings or Chris Volatin, uh Valentin, I always pronounce his name wrong. Sorry, Chris, it's not on purpose. Um, not like he's watching this video. He blocked me on Twitter anyway. <laughs> that's another story. And um, and it has nothing to do with any of that. That's, that's all irrelevant. Why? Because the context is if your brother sins against you. This is not about teachings. This is about personal sin issues. This is if, if a brother, if another believer sins against you personally, first go to him and tell him his fault, not his false teaching his fault between the two of you alone. You're not going to gossip. You're going to deal with it between them. Now, this is a very under-practiced teaching in scripture. I think for us as Christians, we do well to realize that before I go to others to tell them about what you did, I should go to you and tell you about what you did and seek restoration. It's just uncomfortable. It's con it's con confronting and all that, but it's seeking restoration. If he doesn't listen, you take two or three. If he still doesn't listen to them, then you tell it to the church. If he still doesn't listen to them, then you effectively excommunicate. But this is obviously talking about grievous sin issues, not some, oh, you, you offended me thing, but like some grievous, serious sin issues. Nothing to do with public teachings. Public teachings are rebuked publicly in scripture all the time. The prophets do it constantly. They're, they're dealing with the teaching. There's prophets dealing with the teachings of false prophets, rebuking them publicly, openly in front of everybody. <clears throat> um, Peter is rebuked by Paul because his behavior, not his teaching was wrong, but his behavior was inconsistent with the teaching of the gospel. And so in Galatians, we, we read in Galatians 2 about P uh, Paul rebuking Peter to his face in front of a whole crowd of people because Paul cares about the impact this behavior is having on the Christians around him. And that is why I will continue to make videos that occasionally, it's not my main thing, mainly I'm doing teaching content, but occasionally doing videos that will deal very straightforwardly with teaching from other pastors, other leaders in, in the Christian church. And some of them are heretical and some of them, they're my brothers and I, I support them in many ways and I just disagree in some areas. But because I care about you, okay, this isn't about me being pious. I just want to, I want you to know that you can do this too is the point. If your heart is love, love for God, love for others, then yes, you can confront openly teaching issues that are going on. Now, there's a lot of discernment ministries that do this really poorly, right? They're looking for flaws and errors and they want to, <clears throat> they want to find something wrong. They delight in it in, in a, perhaps a, a sense of carnality that's there. 
Um, they exaggerate, they misrepresent the people that they're refuting. I hope I don't do that. I certainly try not to do that and all that. Now, when it comes to the, to the idea of um, do not touch the Lord's anointed, this is a phrase from the Old Testament, right? Where David will not touch the Lord's anointed. What he means is he's not going to kill, murder Saul. That's what it means. So the simple application is that I will not murder other people because I have problems with them. All right, easy. Problem solved, right? Now, that doesn't mean I want to be creating division and being divisive in the body of Christ. And I'm not going to be gossiping about my pastor behind his back and things like that. But where there is public teaching and the teaching is an error and it's bringing harm to the body of Christ, it is entirely appropriate to publicly carefully, rationally, and graciously confronted.